Welcome to the Strength in Business podcast, which is all about maximizing your impact by implementing a powerful marketing system that will help you perform at your highest level. And now, here is your host, Chris Rock. Welcome to a new interview session at Strength in Business. My name is Chris Rock, and I'm here to share with you powerful marketing strategies that truly work in the entrepreneurial and small business world. Today's topic is how to generate quality leads with limited marketing resources, and my amazing guest is Jay Ivey from the U.S. company Software Advice at softwareadvice.com. Jay is a market research associate at Software Advice. He reports and conducts research on technologies, topics, and trends in business-to-business marketing and sales with an emphasis on the rapidly evolving world of CRM, that's Customer Relationship Management, and marketing software. From Austin, Texas, I'd like to welcome Jay Ivey. Hello, Jay. How are you? Hi, Chris. Good morning. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Good morning to Austin. Jay, I mean, we both know that the Internet, the rise of Facebook, Twitter, and all those other social media platforms has changed the way we do business. I mean, the marketing landscape continues to shift. Budgets aren't exactly exploding, to say the least. And with all this, it has become so difficult for marketeers to know how to best allocate their resources. Now, you guys have conducted an awesome survey among B2B marketing professionals to understand which tactics no longer work and which ones have staying power. And, um, yes, I'd like you to talk about um, this latest study you did and, more importantly, share the key insights and findings with our audience. Sure. So to conduct this study, we we surveyed uh, 200 uh, B2B marketing professionals and asked them about the channels, uh, types of content, um, and offers and other tactics that they use to execute their demand generation and lead generation campaigns. And then we asked them uh, a series of questions to to see um, uh, how they evaluated the effectiveness of those tactics um, across a range of metrics such as the quantity of leads generated, quality of leads generated, cost per lead, um, and other metrics <clears throat> for each of these tactics and channels. So we did find that that marketers seem to be struggling um, to understand how to best allocate their resources across all of these channels, as you mentioned, with the rise of digital and now social mobile channels. Um, the world of marketing seems to have gotten increasingly complex, and a lot of traditional channels no longer are as effective as they once were. But we also found that some of them, you know, are still effective, um, and some of the new the new channels are sort of uh, yet to be proven. Okay, so if you take like three key insights, which one, which were the major ones that you'd highlight? Sure. So as far as the, the, the top channels, when we look at an, a, an aggregate of all the metrics we asked about, um, the top three seem to come out as trade shows and events, 
which those have tr traditionally been cited as an extremely effective way to generate high quality and high quantity of leads by marketers over the last few years. That, um, so that's maybe not as surprising. Um, and then the next two would be referral marketing or advocate marketing, um, ambassador marketing, uh, that sort of thing. And then in-house email marketing. Um, so trade shows and events, that was most commonly cited as producing a high quantity and a high quality of leads. Um, so very consistently um, described as a, a very effective channel, but it was also described as uh, the highest cost per lead, um, most commonly described as having a, a very high or high cost per lead. Um, so I think that most marketers know that trade shows, you know, can be uh, a great uh, source of f for generating leads and and you know executing demand gen programs. But um, you know, it's not kind of a default channel. It's not something that you can necessarily execute every day, um, and it's not something that small to mid-sized businesses typically are able to. Um, do well because of the expense, the cost per lead. You know, the math doesn't doesn't always work out. So for small to mid-sized businesses, I think that that um, it's interesting to see the the prominence of referral marketing, in-house marketing, in particular, in-house marketing was perceived as was a was described as producing um, a very low cost per lead. I think that it was the we'll pull up the data here. The second second most commonly described as having a very low cost per lead, um, and was actually um, least commonly described as having a somewhat higher, very high cost per lead. So definitely, you know, um, an affordable channel. And, and due to due to that and its effectiveness, um, I think that email marketing is probably the the best channel for for small businesses in particular to sort of build a foundation on. Um, a lot of you know you you seem to read something every day about how email is dead. Email marketing is yeah. you know is old old news, but it's still producing results. Now, isn't that interesting? Because if you look at these three, I mean, at least two of them are traditional. We're talking face-to-face -face marketing, which is trade shows and events, basically, and referral, which is nothing less than word of mouth. And um, everybody else is focusing on social media and all kinds of other uh, marketing channels, whereas these three generate the highest quality leads. Wasn't that surprising? Yeah, I think that's very surprising. And and even email marketing, which is a digital channel, is you know probably um, one of the more traditional or older, more established digital channels. You know, it's not new and exciting um, like you know social media marketing. Um, so that it is interesting to see that the the, the top three, uh, um, as our research you know show, um, that the top three seem to be more traditional. However, uh, I would take a look at the referral marketing, uh, which you describe as you know, uh, word of mouth marketing, um, and and trade shows too, but more referral marketing. I think that digital has really changed the way uh, those channels work. Uh, the strategies that you that you would use to execute a campaign in those channels are much more digital, um, and also digital has really changed how how much of an impact they have. 
Um, I would like to kind of stay away from trade shows because that one is probably changed less. Although I do think that you, that the value of face-to-face contact, as um, one of the experts that we interviewed uh, to contribute her insight to, to our report, mentioned actually that, that you know Michelle Lynn from the Content Marketing Institute noted that that uh, the value of face-to-face marketing um, really shines even more in the, the digital age, where marketers you know are sort of a, a wash and a flow of blogs, articles, email, and content that, you know, meeting some, meeting a, a prospect face-to-face at a trade show has, you know, possibly an even greater impact now. But moving to referral marketing or, or word-of-mouth marketing, the effectiveness of referral marketing uh, is sort of on the rise, uh, according to a lot of experts. Uh, Hank Barnes, uh, research researcher at Gartner, um, recently claimed that that advocate marketing, referral marketing, was going to should, should be the number one area uh, of investment for digital marketers coming into, you know, coming out of uh, 2014 and coming into 2015. Um, so, and the reason for this is uh, is that B2B buyers are increasingly looking to um, sort of educate themselves using digital digital resources before. Even considering, you know, contacting a salesperson, you know, the, the sense is that B2B buyers have mostly made up their decision before a salesperson can even enter the conversation, and a lot of that it has to do with looking at online resources, looking at reviews, looking at you know customer testimonials, and doing a lot of you know online research and comparisons um, before they're ever you know it really entering a lead nurturing program. And now where referral marketing comes in is it can start to influence these buyers at an early stage um, through a through channel that that feels is you know more trustworthy to them because B2B buyers are you know leaning less on company provided sources sources of information and they're and they're looking more at you know at implementations and evaluations of peers. Mm-hmm. So um, when when uh, a B2B buyer is, let's say, looking to, you know, buy software, um, the reviews and testimonials of that software uh, have a big impact on their early sort of like forming their long list of products they might wind up considering. And the same goes with stuff that they might read on social media. Um, so what, what referral marketing, you know, word of mouth marketing now, you know, is kind of being executed across social channels with, you know, companies trying to identify potential brand advocates um, through their social ac- social activity, or you know maybe through trade shows or other more traditional means as well. You know, identifying those people who are extremely satisfied customers, and then incentivizing those those customers to continue to um, sort of uh, proselytize or uh, you know trumpet. The brand, um, you know, through writing reviews um, or you know talking about the product on social media and that kind of thing. I'd like to highlight two keywords which are very, very important in what you just stated, and that is that many companies already enter a sales situation and it's already a done deal, and that happens because of prior building trust and credibility. And that comes hand-in-hand hand with uh, word of mouth. And I remember, because I, I blogged a couple of weeks ago, 
um, something about word of mouth um, for solopreneurs. And everybody thought, well, these people get their jobs through Elance, Odesk, or social media whatsoever. And it was quite astonishing to see that more than 75% got their jobs or got their assignments through word of mouth. So referral marketing, as you stated, <laughs> remains still top of the mind and a top marketing challenge to be considered. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. Okay. Now, um, as, as as we uh, stated prior to, to our show, I mean, we're talking limited marketing resources, especially when it comes to small business owners and, um, yeah, startup entrepreneurs. Uh, well, they don't have the millions um, to put into social media or, or other uh, marketing channels. Cause, um, and I remember, this is quite interesting, because um, I read a statistics, and I don't remember if it was uh, McKinsey or the financial brand, stating that banks, I mean really huge banks, spend less than 500000 that's half a million, uh, per year in social media. Now, as a small business owner, you could say, well, that's a lot of money. But for a bank, that's like peanut. That's nothing still on digital media. Nevertheless, let's go back to entrepreneurs. If I have limited marketing resources, say 1,000, 10K, whatever, which channel should I pick? I mean, what's the right marketing channel for me? Well, that's a really great question, Chris. I, I do think that um, you know the, the standard answer uh, maybe not what you want to hear, but I think it always applies. It, it, it does depend heavily on, you know, each business case and the specific industry that you may be in, and and um, and then it's always good to to sort of base your initial strategy with that in mind. But from from a sort of general perspective, what our data shows, and and from the experts that that I I've been speaking with, and and what what the data consistently has shown is that email marketing is still the the one of the best ways to reach your customers where they are um especially for small businesses because the technology needed to execute execute email marketing campaigns and um the skills needed and the resources needed are relatively low there are a lot of very effective you know, free email marketing softwares, or that you can easily scale up um, for uh, you know an affordable cost, and they they've kind of matu- they've had a long time to mature and and develop user interfaces that are very easy to use. You don't need necessarily a lot of um, you know IT resources or design resources to put together um, you know your campaigns. That that um that that's really a a great place to start again um and then to sort of maybe add on some other channels around there um so d- depending on what industry i i was i would be in that would probably be the place that you know if i were to start you know start a small business tomorrow like a restaurant or you know it's often great for local businesses in particular you know um mm-hmm. that might be where i would begin would be email channel because People still spend an enormous amount of time in their in their inboxes, um, and really the key. And you know, there's a lot that goes into email marketing, of course. You know, I mean, you can't just spam, uh, you know, everyone on your list 
there's a lot that goes into, into email marketing, obviously, drip campaigns and, and lead tracking. And, and not, not all small businesses are going to be able to execute it on a, you know, complex or sophisticated scale like, you know, maybe a bank would. Um, they won't be able to afford a lot of the more sophisticated marketing automation technologies and, you know, um, website monitoring, monitoring and analytics technologies that allow them to target a much more sort of one-to-one and reactive email campaign. But still, it, I, I do do think that, that small businesses are having you know, great success with that channel and that it is very, very affordable. So email marketing, low cost, and uh, high quality leads. So, so that's great. What's your take on social media? I mean, we have more than 200 social media platforms out there, and every time I talk to small business owners, they go like, yeah, well, uh, I have profiles everywhere, but when it comes to, yeah, and what do you do with them? Um, yeah, not much happens. <laughs> What's your take on social media? Well, I, that's, a, of course, a great question. Um, I will say that social media was perceived as generating um, the the very lowest cost per lead of, of any of the channels we asked about. I think we asked about 15 different channels. Um, and social media was perceived as generating the, the lowest cost per lead. So that's great. And marketers are, um, you know, able to to directly generate leads through social media. Um, however, I think that, I think marketers are still struggling to determine how much their social media marketing efforts are producing really quantify. I think there's, there's marketers are struggling to quantify the, the positive results of their social media marketing campaigns. Um, when you conduct email marketing campaigns or many other types of marketing camp- or marketing and digital advertising campaigns, such as pay-per-click, search advertising, you know all of those are very easy to track the success of. Um, social media marketing um, did not was not perceived as generating as high of a quantity of leads or quality of leads as many other channels. It was sort of middle of the pack or middle lower of the pack for generating quantity and quality leads. And I think a lot of that is that it's it's often harder to track um, the the people that you are engaging with on social and necessarily um, to, to determine whether or not your social media efforts are having are, are really truly correlated with those people later converting and you know becoming sales. Mm. Um, so that's something for for small businesses to keep in mind is that it, social media it's it's something that you can no longer ignore um, because your your customers are on social media and it has a lot of ramifications for customer service um, as well and that's very important too. So you know small business business owners often struggle because they don't have the time, you know, to necessarily manage all of these different social channels. But it is something they need to at least, you know, plan for. But as far as making it a core pillar of their social marketing uh strategy, I think that that it it sort of it de- it depends, honestly. Um but it, it is perceived as being very very low cost per lead, so it's it's probably worth trying in many cases, but I don't think that that they should expect to necessarily see, you know, a very direct impact on on sales from social media efforts, especially since they're not going to be 
doing a lot of the sophisticated social media analytics and targeting that allow them to track the people they're engaging with on social media across other channels. Um, Small businesses will probably be using something like Hootsuite, you know, our very basic social media monitoring, um, which is, you know, very, can be very effective and allow them to engage in conversations and it can be great for brand awareness, but um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't expect that to be necessarily a core pillar for driving direct business for most small businesses. Okay. Um, I, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, when it comes to Facebook ads and Google AdWords, you have the metrics. They're quantifiable. You know exactly what you put in, what comes out. I mean, if you, if you really test everything and track everything, whereas when it comes to retweeting, posting, sharing, pinning, whatever it is, it's kind of difficult because, um, as, as you mentioned before, it, it's, it pays more long-term and it goes more into brand awareness. Now, let's talk mistakes. What are, in your opinion, what are the biggest mistakes? Entrepreneurs, small business owners, brick and mortar, why not even big companies making general when it comes to picking the right marketing channel? Well, this may be somewhat different, but my 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 sort of gut response to that question has more to do with the technology they the way that they implement technology to conduct campaigns in these channels, which is that a lot of small businesses and mid-sized businesses in particular um, really r- rush the the appropriation of technology. Um, they will buy um, a license for one of these great up-and-coming uh, you know, marketing automation or email marketing or social media monitoring or marketing um, software. There's a lot of excellent, you know, options on the on the market, cloud-based options, affordable options on the market now for these these smaller to mid-sized companies, and they will rush adoption, but they won't necessarily, you know, document and plan out a clear strategy as to their their goals, what they want to achieve, what they can achieve, and how these technologies really fit into their into their industry and, and what works for their their customers, they won't necessarily uh, be very thoughtful about that and and document a clear plan ahead of time. And that has led to a lot of the businesses that we speak with, you know, at Software Advice, coming back very frustrated because they've spent all of this money on the technology and all of this time trying to get it to work, and then they find out that they have way more than they need, or they they have things that they they have all of this functionality that they don't use, but they've spent all this money on, and that they're still struggling for for those reasons. So I think that 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 um, you know small businesses should be very wary of 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 purchasing you know software and thinking that it's going to be a cure all or a panacea for their you know their their pain points, or that that's going to make their demand generation campaigns just sort of work naturally. Um, as far as choosing channels, um, big mistakes investing in different channels. I personally don't have a lot of insight or really direct knowledge as to key mistakes that small businesses, that smaller businesses may may make. Um, I think that that would be more speculation on my part. But 
Um, I do think that a lot of small businesses either ignore social media entirely um, or, uh, or, or invest heavily in social media without a really clear strategy of, of what they want to get out of it. Um, and, and they invest a lot of, you know, they, with technology, or maybe they hire a social media manager or a full, you know, full-time social media um, t- small team, which is, you know, that's a serious investment of resources for a very small company to, to invest that, that sort of personnel into managing their social media marketing. Well, and then they, they don't necessarily see the results they want because uh, they don't have a clear plan to directly drive uh, to drive leads or qualifications from social channels, or maybe that's impossible in their market, and maybe maybe social media might be a great avenue for them to build brand awareness or something like that. But what they really need is direct leads, and they should have been investing in something like email marketing that is better at driving, you know, direct leads. Or maybe they should have been, or maybe they implement a social campaign, but they don't focus on the referral or word-of-mouth marketing as much because word-of-mouth marketing over social channels is probably one of the more effective uh, ways to drive direct leads over social channels. Um, so all of those things. Yeah, so it, it's basically picking uh, the wrong technologies on one side and second, not knowing where you're going. First of all, not knowing where you stand and then not knowing where you're going. That is uh, not having a roadmap, a map, a plan mm-hmm. uh, to, to follow. Okay, but there's one thing where you can help, and that is uh, picking the right technology, as far as, far as I know. And, um, yeah, let's get into that. Tell me more about software advice. First of all, the products and services that you guys offer. And um, second of all, if people want to find out more, that is to dig deeper into the survey because the results are so amazing, how can they connect with you? Where should they go? Sure. So, first about software advice, we uh, we provide uh, a lot of free resources for for B two B software buyers, businesses looking to adopt software, you know, to achieve their business goals across across a very wide spectrum of software types and industries and and you know business needs from industry, you know uh enterprise software such as supply chain management uh ERP software to customer relationship management and marketing software for a wide range of businesses and so we produce a lot of industry research in these areas so what I do is you know I I cover the B2B marketing and sales and CRM side of things and and I produce a lot of research in that area that's free so this uh, recent demand generation benchmark report is one of those. So if you go to softwareadvice.com, at the bottom of the website, you'll see a little button that says research. And if you click that that link, the research link, it'll bring you to our research page where you can find tabs of different types of research. You know, buyer view research, which focuses on software buyers. User view, you know, focuses on current software users. And, and uh, other types of, of free research, and so those those can be really good um, for businesses looking for insight into their industries. Much of it is focused on on the relationship of technology to the industry, but not all of it. 
Um, so it's it's just a very wide range of helpful research. Uh, but the primary focus of our site involves uh, B2B reviews. So if you go to software advice and you you know go to the customer management section, the customer relationship management section, you can find uh, a, a lot of uh, software reviews for let's say marketing automation software. Um, and then you can filter all these products that are on there. You know, you'll see products such as Infusionsoft, which is a very good uh, CRM and marketing automation solution for small businesses. Um, you can look up you know, reviews. There's 52 reviews of that product on our site, and they're all written by real users of that software. And you can go through and start sort of forming opinions about these products. Uh, and as I described, you know, um, in the referral marketing uh, section, uh, for if you're a software vendor, you know, um, you know that that buyers are looking for reviews on sites such as Software Vice, and there are others as well. Um, and so, uh, those companies are want to provide a very good, you know, customer experience for to their customers, so that uh, and satisfy those customers, so that those customers will write positive reviews rather than you know negative reviews. Because you know, as we see with something like Yelp, you know, Yelp.com, uh, yep. people you know, now online, they want to go and they want to look at what real users and real people think about their experiences. So that's a that's a big part of our site. And then there are just there are also so many products, you know, we have hundreds of CRM and marketing automation products and you can filter them down in many ways on our site, but it can still be pretty confusing. So we also offer free uh telephone consultations uh so that you know, businesses who are confused or who want more insight want to more insight on how, which which software will fit their their very specific business needs or industry needs. They can call Software Advice and speak with um, one of our software advisors on our advisor team, which is a separate team, and um, and get some get a 15 minute free consultation. Um, oh, so that's a that, great service. That's what we do. Yes, <laughs> that's an awesome service. Okay, so if if people want to dig deeper into the survey um, or even connect with you, you an email, where should they go? Um, so this particular survey, let me see. I can give you the URL for it if you want. Um, it would be softwareadvice dot software. It's kind of long, but softwareadvice dot com slash crm slash industry view slash demand hyphen generation hyphen benchmark hyphen report hyphen two thousand fourteen. Um, but you can also that's the URL, but you can also find uh find it under the research page that I mentioned. If you go to softwareadvice dot com slash research, um it's under the industry view tab. And again it's called the uh B two B demand generation benchmark report, uh the two thousand fourteen edition. So that would probably be the easiest way to access the survey. Um and as far as how to get the most out of the survey because um, it is a very expansive survey that covers a lot. Um, I think a good part, a good place to start for to sort of figure out which of these channels are might be good fit for you would be to scroll for your business if you're a business owner or, or marketer would be to scroll to the bottom of the survey and the second to last chart in the survey is our B2B channel effectiveness quadrant. Um, and it's a quadrant chart, maybe a little similar in the setup to like a Gartner Magic quadrant, um, and it sort of plots each of these demand generation channels um, on a quadrant, 
and it helps you very quickly visualize which channels are which channels marketers um, are finding produce a high quantity of leads versus quality. So you can see which leads produce a high quality, but maybe a lower quantity of leads. So very good leads, maybe not as many, but very good ones, versus maybe some that produce a lot of leads, but not quite as good ones. Um, and then also you can see, depending on the color of each channel, um, each channel is color-coded, you can also get a quick look at the cost per lead. So that's a very good place to start. Um, and depending on what strategy you, is, works and works for your business, you can decide maybe um, if you run quantities-based campaigns and quantities-based campaigns work well for you, maybe some of the channels like search engine advertising or, you know, that's search, search engine ads were perceived as producing a high quantity of leads, maybe not as high quality, but high quantity. So maybe that would work well for your business. So you could look at that chart and sort of start deciding. Mm. The quadrant is really awesome. So you basically see in the uh, right-hand uh, corner, up in the right-hand corner, the uh, yeah high quantity, high quality, and you'll find the three channels that we mentioned um, in the show, and that's trade shows, referral marketing, or word of mouth, and in-house email marketing. It's, it's a really awesome chart that kind of, yeah, specs out everything, <laughs> the key insights on, on one slide. Jay, I have two more questions for you, and that is, let's say I'm a newbie business expert. Uh, what would be your most implementable profit-generating tip for me as a novice business expert? Well, I think if I could only give one tip, it would be to to go back to the importance of concepting and documenting a very clear plan from the beginning uh, when you start to to plan out your marketing efforts to to start with very clear strategy uh, you know start with goals um, okay um, we want to drive more leads or we want to drive higher quality leads or we want to build more brand awareness um, you can't have everything at once, you know. Um, if you're a small business, especially, you need to start with smaller, more more specific goals. And once you've defined your goals, um, you know, oh, we want to increase leads by this, you know, increase quantity of leads by this much, this percent this year, or we want to increase our conversion rates by this percent, you know, this year. Once you've sort of defined a, a more clear goal, then you work from there. To, to think about which channels and tactics um, and technologies are going to help you achieve that goal. Um, and then, of course, you know you test, 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 see what works and what doesn't for your business. So as far as like uh, one tip, it would be plan carefully and test frequently. Um, and that's also how to best really use this research as well. Uh, um, this is an aggregation, this research that we've produced here, is an aggregation or an aggregate of of many marketers across many sizes and industries what what works for them um, and and many of these companies are actually quite large um, I think the majority of the businesses yes had more than five hundred employees uh, over or let's see yes close close to half 
of the businesses we surveyed had over 500 employees and 13% had more than 10,000 employees, you know, so some very large corporations here. So some of the things that you might start seeing in this survey may not work for a very small business, for instance. Or, or, you know, something like trade shows may not, that's very effective, but may not be, you know, a a doable channel, you know, on a long-term basis for a small business, even though it's very effective. So, um, as far as how to use this research, really, it's a starting place. You know, um, when you're documenting your strategy, you can look at research such as this and other, you know, excellent research um, that you may f- come across, and and that can be very informative as a starting place to decide. Okay, well, this is my goal. I think based on all of this research that 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 you know these channels, uh, let's say email marketing, referral marketing, or maybe um, social media. Um, these are the channels I think will get us there, and then you see how that works for your business. And if it doesn't, then you you know try something else. I I love that tip. So define a goal, be clear, yeah, and then uh, do a strategy and test, test, test. Um, great tip. I love it. Now, Jay, there's one more question, and I always ask this one. That's why I'm not letting you away without answering this sure. one as well. And that, what's your favorite book? And uh, why? Because we all know leaders are readers. Therefore, yes, what's your favorite book and why? Well, Chris, I, I love the question. Um, I am a big reader, and I, I actually read a lot of fiction. Um, probably my favorite book right now is a book called um, Cloud Atlas by David Mitchell. I believe it was released in 2004. Um, okay. And... It's a very uh, interesting book that spans a wide range of you know, historical context and uh, and genres of fiction, and I think that it's a great look at sort of civilization in general. Um, actually, I believe made into a not so great movie, which was the most you know produced in Germany um, by the Wachowski brothers. Uh, I think it was the most expensive independent movie ever made. I believe. Okay. So, but not necessarily very good. The book's great. Okay. Well, Thanks that for asking. Quite often, unfortunately, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Once again, this is Chris Rock from Strength in Business talking to JIV from the company SoftwareAdvice.com. Thanks for being my guest today, Jay. Okay. Thank you very much, Chris. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot for your time and for sharing your amazing marketing insights and the latest findings, the key findings of your latest survey. To find out more about the company's software advice and their latest B2B demand generation benchmark report, visit www.softwareadvice.com. Thanks for listening. Catch up with you in the next episode. Happy marketing, and remember to always play to your strengths. Thank you for listening to the Strength in Business podcast. Submit your questions on strengthinbusiness.com and follow Chris on Twitter at Chris Rock. That's K-R-I-S-Z-R-O-K-K. 